You're listening to Eating Alone, episode four of Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Musings of an Introverted Black Boy is a weekly short-form podcast series dedicated to exploring themes of love, identity, politics, race, social justice, and the 21st century coming-of-age experience. New episodes will be released every Sunday, and each one will more or less focus on one of these topics. Now, I should be honest with you, there are no other co-hosts. There are no special guests lined up for the weeks to come. This is a very intimate podcast. It's just me and you. But through each week's episode, it is my hope that we together can begin to uncover and embrace the common truths that lie at the heart of our individual experiences. So, I hope you'll join in. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode four. It's been a bit of time since we last spoke. I hope you all are doing well. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm so glad you decided to give this a listen. If this is your second, third, or fourth time tuning in, welcome back. Thank you for joining me once again. So as you may know, if you follow my Facebook page, which if you're not, you should, I had my wisdom teeth pulled last Tuesday, or the Tuesday before last. It was a very interesting experience, to say the least. And for some reason, I foolishly thought that I would be able to do a podcast last Sunday, but my swollen jaw said otherwise, so I had to take a little bit of a hiatus last week. But I'm back now, and I'm so happy to be sharing space and time with you all once again. Last episode, we talked about the stories we tell about ourselves and how important it is to ensure that we are always striving to tell the most truthful, authentic narrative about who we are, what we want, and how we feel. For today's episode, I wanted to talk about eating alone. Eating food by yourself in a public setting, particularly a school cafeteria or sit-down restaurant, is an activity that is often synonymized with loneliness. When we see someone eating by themselves, especially when they're in an environment where social eating is like the norm or eating with other people is what you're supposed to do, quote-unquote, we often project feelings and realities onto them. We assume that they're lonely or that they don't have many friends, and we often project onto them this constructed reality that they're eating alone because they have no other choice, and that they're not completely happy or totally content with their solitary eating experience. That's the idea that I want to challenge today a bit. You see, I spent the past summer, or this past summer, the summer before my senior year, in New York City, which is arguably the food capital of the entire world. And as someone who is a proud foodie and lover of food, I could not think of a better place to spend a summer exploring different restaurants and trying different food dishes. I was in the city for about 10 weeks, and I honestly can't tell you exactly how many different restaurants I went to. It had to be at least 25 or 30. During my last weekend in the city, I actually did my own personal food tour. I went to 10 different restaurants in two different boroughs in less than 24 hours. I had it all planned out. I had five savory dishes and five dessert dishes. I tried the cronut an everything bagel with lox and cream cheese from Russ and Daughters, a carrot cake donut from Donut Plant, a crazy chocolate milkshake from Black Tap, and a whole bunch of other iconic New York City foods. It was amazing. Hands down, one of the best days I spent in the city that summer. And I did it all by myself. In fact, for the vast majority of restaurants I went to in New York City, it was just me. 
It was just a table for one. It wasn't that I didn't have any friends in the city that I could have gone to restaurants with. It was just that they were, you know, kind of spread out throughout the city and they had their own lives. And there were just so many restaurants and foods that I wanted to try. And there was no way that I could have done everything I wanted to do food wise if I had tried to find a friend to go with me every time. So I ate by myself a lot and I was so content. I wasn't lonely. I wasn't particularly longing or in need of a friend to join me. I was happy with just myself and my food. And if I had to do the summer all over again, I wouldn't change a thing. I think one of the reasons why I was able to go all these places by myself and not think twice about it is that I have had to learn over the years how to be content with and happy with myself and the idea of being alone. Even though I am so blessed to have a good number of friends now, that hasn't always been the case. Throughout elementary, middle, and even high school to some extent, I didn't have a lot of real friends. I'm talking about the type of friends who you talk to all the time and hang out with you know, regularly, not the type of friends that you just meet because you're in the same class and you happen to sit together. I'm talking about real, solid friends. I didn't have a lot of those. I had a few. And when I say a few, I really do mean a few. And because I didn't have too many real friends, I spent a lot of time alone growing up. I'm also an introvert by nature, so that definitely has something to do with it. But even though I am an introvert, I still want friends. I still want people who I feel genuinely connected to, and that hasn't always been the case for me. To be completely honest with you, I didn't feel like I had a real circle of friends until my junior year in college. So needless to say, I have spent a lot of time and done a lot of things by myself. And as weird as it may sound, I have no regrets about it. One of the things that I have learned through spending a lot of time by myself is how to be content with and love myself just for me. I haven't always loved myself, and to be honest, I still have my moments of insecurity and self-doubt. But being alone has allowed me to get face-to-face with my insecurities, to face those aspects of myself that make me uncomfortable, that make me feel less than or incomplete in some way. Being alone has given me the space to really think critically about who I am, where I want to go in life, and what type of friends and relationships I want to entertain and have in my life. It has allowed me to do that introspective thinking that is ultimately so vital to living a fruitful and fulfilling life. And I've reached a place where I am so comfortable with myself that I am okay being alone. I have friends, and they are amazing, but when they're not around or available, I am A-okay. I can go to the restaurant, watch the movie, and just sit in my room listening to music and thinking about life by myself and be content and happy and comfortable. And let me tell you, that is such a beautiful, liberating thing. At the end of the day, I think one of the prerequisites to being comfortable, being alone, is loving yourself. If you don't like who you are, I don't think you can ever truly be content being alone. I actually think that we use other people to mask and cover up our lack of love for ourselves. We get so scared of the thought of being alone and having to face the fact that we don't like who we are that we distract ourselves by constantly having people around. We always have to be doing something with someone or something in a group. We can't be alone. Because that means coming face to face with our insecurities, our fears, our disappointments, our flaws, our imperfect humanity. And that's not something we're willing to deal with, so we don't. We keep ourselves preoccupied with other people. And while we may think that we're fine and we can live a fulfilling life without having to reckon with our lack of self-love, we can't. We just can't. It catches up to us in one way or another. There is no way that you can go through life disliking yourself and be fine. 
Self-hatred and self-loathing are toxic, and they have a unique way of poisoning everything, friendships, relationships, dreams. If you don't love yourself, there is no way you can fully be the friend, the lover, the parent, the child, the dream chaser, the liver of life you're capable of being. It always has a way of preventing you from living your life to the fullest. And if you find yourself in New York City for a summer like I did, it will keep you from eating some really good food. We have to learn how to love and be content with ourselves. There's really no other healthy, truly viable way around that. We have to face those fears, those insecurities, those aspects of ourselves that we try to hide and cover up. We have to fall in love with who we are, for it is truly a prerequisite to everything good in this life. Our connections to other people will never be what they can and should be as long as we are uncomfortable and discontent with who we are as individuals. So we have to put in the work. We have to be willing to isolate ourselves long enough to deal with the things that are keeping us from loving ourselves like we should. Now, I understand that this is not easy work. It may require you to go to places within yourself you never wanted to go. But it is, let me tell you, absolutely worth it. Doing this work liberates you more fully to life. Because at the end of the day... People will not always be there. Everyone has their own lives and everyone is imperfect. So there will be times when people around you will be nowhere to be found or they will fail you or they won't support or understand your dreams and goals like you want them to. In those times, being able to go it alone is so important. When you love yourself and you're content with doing things alone, you are empowered to go see that movie, go try that restaurant or go chase that dream even when there's no one around to go with you. Or support you. Not only that, I think you're better able to protect yourself against toxic relationships. I think one of the reasons we can find ourselves entertaining relationships and connections that aren't good for us is that we're too afraid to be alone. We stay longer than we should and we put up with more than we should because we're more afraid of being alone than we are tired of being mistreated. It all goes back to the love we have for ourselves. When we love ourselves and we're content with being alone, Walking away from toxic relationships or relationships that aren't good for us is so much easier to do. I know that all of this is easier said than done. Learning how to love yourself can be hard, extremely taxing work. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's easy. But if you commit to doing this work, to going through this process, I firmly believe that there is so much beauty and love and good food waiting for you on the other side. And trust me when I say, it is so worth it. This is Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, hosted by Marcus Granderson. If you're interested in getting updates on the podcast or learning more about my upcoming book, Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, feel free to like my official Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at Marcus Granderson. And please remember that whatever you do in life, do it with love, because love never fails. See you next time.